Today I'm going to talk to you about, you know, the power of patience. We're talking about power fruit. And um, I'm not talking about kiwi or anything like that. But uh, I'm talking about you walking in the fruit of the Spirit. Somebody say the fruit of the Spirit. And so it's in Galatians. And I like this because, you know, I'm going to say this. There is a battle. Do you know that you're in a battle? Amen. It's always a battle. You know, in ourselves, you know, uh, we're battling. You're battling the flesh. Amen. Anybody ever battle the flesh in here? I kind of battled the flesh yesterday. Amen. I won't go all into it, but maybe I should. But, but you know, it, it, it's, it's hard to keep this thing in, in check. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about the thing under your nose. It's hard. I mean, I mean, wow, your, your mouth can get you in trouble. And we got to be very careful. So I'm going to talk to you about patience today. How many the power of patience? Amen. Anybody like patience in here? It's like, you know, you heard that story of this one young Christian that got saved and he was, you know, he he heard about prosperity and the good. You know, God wants you prosperous. And he started praying to the Lord and he asked the Lord, how much is a million dollars to you, Lord? And the Lord said, a million dollars, that's like a that's like a penny. That's like a drop of a million dollars is nothing. And so he said to the Lord, he said, well, you know, um, how, 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 how long is a minute? Now, this is not scriptural base because I already figured out a minute is about 41 years in God's time. If, if a day is a thousand years. Yes, I figured that out. So uh, but let's just say a, a minute is 100 years. And so he says to, to, to the young man, a minute is like 100 years. And he said, God, can I ask you another question? And God says, sure. He said, can I have a million dollars? And God said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Minute is like 100 years. So, so what is it? how come it seems like, you know, the promises of God can seem, seem to be elusive? In other words, we're standing on promises, but they just, it's like the carrot that keeps, you know, anybody know what I'm talking about? Sometimes the promises of God can take way too long. Am I, am I talking to anybody in the house today? Is anybody standing on a promise of God? Or have, have you seen everything that you're believing God for? Have you seen it come to pass yet? Are, 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 are you, do I have any believers in the house today? Or do I have some people that are in, uh, in that valley of doubt? In that valley of, I don't know if God's going to come through. I, I, I've been waiting a long time. I, I just don't see it happening. And, 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 I, and, and when we run out of patience, anybody, anybody ever run out of patience in here? Anybody? It makes you want to run out on God. Oh, I'm talking today. Are you, do you ever feel like you know, God's taking too long? You almost want to run out. There's a, there, there's, a, there's a lot of quitters out here. Do you know there's a lot of people that just quit? They quit on God. They quit on the promises. Quitters. Quitters. But somebody say, I'm not a quitter. And so there's two things that's going to happen when you start running out of patience. I'm going to get on my notes here. But when you run out of patience, you're going to get mad. That's one of the things that's going to happen. When you get out of patience, what happens? You get mad. You get dog mad. Right? 
And what else happens? You, 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 you may end up getting a bad attitude and you may end up quit in the process. I'm going to say this to you today. Don't quit in the process. In other words, you're going to have to keep pressing in until you see the promises of God. In Galatians, because, you know, I really believe patience uh, undergirds our faith. And when we're walking in patience, it's going to undergird us until we get to the finish line. Do you know, I'm going to say this, that we're in a race. You guys know that? But it's, it's not a sprint. Think about that. It, it's, it's a long distance. Anybody, any long distance runners out here? Anybody ever ran a marathon out here? Yeah, I don't. I, I, nobody has run a marathon in this church. My God. Amen. How many people like watching the runners? I don't like watching marathon runners unless they trip and fall. No, I won't go. But uh, uh, come on. Everybody likes to see somebody fall once in a while. Why? Because we fall every once in a while, don't we? And so in Galatians, I didn't go over too big, but in Galatians, in Galatians 5, 22, blame the Holy Spirit. He writes my material. No. In Galatians 5, 22 and 23, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's a big list, Pastor. How many people are walking full throttle in all the fruit of the Spirit out here? None of you. Amen. So we're going to have an altar call at the end. Amen. Of repentance. But we need to be walking in the fruit of the spirit. And, and of course, we, we know that we know that 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 love is the tree that, that it's the root that produces the fruit of the spirit in our lives. Isn't that right? And so love is, and, and we know that, that we have, if we receive God, if we receive Jesus, we should not be acting like the world. Amen. You know, the world acts, you know, crazy out there. You know, there's a lot of strife in the world. There's a lot of hate in the world. There's a lot of division in the world. But that should not be said of us. Amen. In other words, we need to be walking in the love of God. We need to, we need to understand God's love. So, 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 so we know this at Romans 5, 5 says the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so his love is shed abroad in our hearts. So we have the ability to love like Jesus. And really in 2 Peter 1, 3 and 4, I love this. Because, see, some of us, I, I, you know, we're, we're walking this walk. It seems like the longer I walk this walk, the less spiritual I feel. Anybody know what I'm talking about? In other words, it seems like, you know, at first I thought I had a handle on love. I thought I, you know, the first couple of years of walking with God, oh, yeah, I got it. But then you start hitting some bumps in the road. And then you start hitting some setbacks. And you start, you, you, you start off like... Man, you start off like a Trojan. You come out of the gates running. I'm ready for God. But then you start hitting some bumps in your walk with Christ. Anybody, anybody out here has hit some bumps? I call them speed bumps. How many people like speed bumps out here? When you're trying to move through that, that neighborhood, cutting through the traffic light. And, no, yeah, I guess you don't do that. And then there's the speed bumps. What are those speed bumps designed to do? Slow you down. How many people like to be slowed down in here? None of us. 
In other words, we want, we, want, we want to get out there and start moving, especially when God starts revealing to us things that He wants us to do and we start running. We want to run. We want to move. But sometimes there's speed bumps in this life and, and, and we encounter these speed bumps and we start off great. But then what happens is we start off fired up for the things of God. But what the, the, the life, can somebody say life? life, has a tendency to put out the fire of God in our lives. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? And I don't know about you, but I don't want to burn out. Amen. I don't want to burn out. I want, I want to burn up for God. Yes, yes. I want to stay on fire for God. So, so you have to understand that this race is a long distance run. And it's a process. And I really believe in the process of us believing for whatever promises that we're standing on, that process, God is molding us into the people that he wants us to be. In other words, we don't have, can I say it this morning? We don't have the character yet. We're, we're, we're lacking in, in, in some character areas. Are, we, are you hearing what I say? And God wants us to have some character. In other words, he wants us to be able to be able, when he gives us the million dollars, you know, like that young man. Wait a minute. It, when he gives us a million dollars, he doesn't want that million dollars having us. In other words, he doesn't want us. You know, OK, I got the million, I got what God wants. I got everything God, that I believe God for. I don't need church anymore. I don't need the Bible anymore. I don't need other believers. I got money. Money won't get you there. It doesn't matter. You can have all the things and still be a miserable person. Amen. 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 I like to say this. God adds, you know, his grace on our stuff. If you don't have God's grace on what you have, then you're not going to enjoy it. Are you listening to what I'm saying? If you don't have God's grace on your stuff, in other words, the stuff, you have stuff, but the stuff doesn't have you. So it just adds to whatever the joy that you already have. And if you're waiting, you know, if you're waiting for that promise to manifest before you're going to say, hallelujah. If you're waiting for the promise to manifest before you go back to church. Well, I'm not going back to church until God answers my prayer. Uh, you may be waiting a long time. In other words, we're going to have to get, listen, uh, you, we're going to have to get a good attitude in the waiting room. You know, I had a doctor's appointment this past week. And uh, you know how the doctors keep you waiting? I kept him waiting because I was late. <laughs> I turned the tables on the doctor. He was in the waiting room. I don't think he liked that too much. But I was running late. Anybody ever run late out here? Amen. Amen. And so we run late. Yeah, that's why, that's why if you're gonna if you're gonna gear up toward listen, you're gonna have to be patient in this life because we're gonna be waiting in a lot of we're gonna be in line, we're gonna be at traffic lights, we're gonna be waiting. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? And, and you, better, you better set some margin in your life. In other words, you need to calculate how long something can take. And then if it's for God, just double the time. I mean, can I say that again? If you're ever doing anything for God and you think, oh, that should take five minutes. Go help that person. You better, you better schedule an hour. 
It's going to take 20 minutes for me to help this person do this. You better scare. Why? Because there's an enemy out here. There is a devil out here. There's spiritual forces out here arrayed to slow us down, to keep us from accomplishing what God wants us to accomplish. It's designed to get us frustrated in the process. Any frustrated people in the house today, anybody that seems to be in that valley today, well, I got good news to, for you today. God can, listen, what you don't really, you don't really need the fulfillment of the promise per se. You just need a perspective change. You just need to have a perspective change of, of what's going on in that valley. You need to change your perspective. What God is doing, he's preparing a table in the presence of your enemies. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So what we need is we don't always need the promise to manifest because there's going to be always something else. You know, like they asked this, this multimillionaire, you know, how much, you know, how much money does he need to be, be, be happy? And he said, just a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? In other words, we got, we, we got to be very careful that we're not getting this attitude where we just need just a little bit more to make us happy. Amen. Amen. And so we need, a, we need to understand that. I'm not going with my notes today. I'm trying to go with my notes. Hallelujah. So, 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 so we have, listen, I didn't get to that scripture. In 1 Peter, in 2 Peter 1, 3 and 4, it says that, that we have... Uh, I'm trying to stay in my notes. We have uh, the, the divine nature. Do you know you have divinity on the inside of you? Do you know that you have God on the inside of you? You have the divine power of God that will help you to overcome whatever obstacle, will help you overcome whatever setback, that will help you overcome whatever you're dealing with. You got God. You have the almighty God on the inside. You have the divine nature. And the problem is when we encounter problems or issues or setbacks, we just look at our own little selves like, what can we do? We're just little us against all the circumstances. But you can do something. What, Pastor? You, you, listen, listen, you can make a path with your words. You, you can, you know, you know, my, my car, that my, my truck that I have, it's called a Pathfinder. You, you can, you can, but by the power of the spoken word, you can, you can cause those setbacks, those mountains that seem to be impossible. You can speak to these mountains and they have to be removed. Now, the problem is it may take a little time. It may not just happen overnight. You better be glad that, see, 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 death and life are in the power. You better be glad that, you know, that, that your words don't come to pass every time you speak out of your mouth. Because God said, oh, okay, Jesus came to you this morning, you know, and listen, everything you say will come out, that comes out of your mouth will come to pass. You better be very, you better be very controlled on your tongue. Because some of the things you say, you don't want to come to pass. Especially things you say out of anger. Yes. Amen. Things that you say out of frustration. Yes. Amen. Things that, are you listening to what I'm saying? You better be glad that there's a process of time before. See, because your words are powerful. They're like seeds. Yes. 
They're containers of death or life. And so what the enemy's trying to do is when we get out of patience, what the enemy's trying to do is get us to speak out of our emotions and our feelings, things that we really don't want. And when we keep speaking like that, the mountain's going to get bigger. I don't know why God doesn't seem to be coming through. I don't know why God doesn't hear me. I don't know why I never see my prayers answered. My Lord. And then you, we have angels that are listening. We got devils out here listening to us. They're legal devils. They're writing it all down. Why? Because they can act on your words as well. And then we have angels of God. The Bible talks about angels and they hearken to the voice of God's word. And so we have angels that can work on our behalf. And so we can, by, by, by lining up our words with God's words and, and lining up our confession, you know, that, that you're more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus, that no weapon formed against you shall prosper, that you will live and not die and declares the works of the Lord, that, that your kids will be taught of the Lord, that great peace all your, you know, your children will have, glory to God. You know, as you, start, as you start speaking. So the enemy, what he's trying to do is in the frustration, in that place where, where we, we, we we're about ready to throw our hands up. Lord. Have you ever felt like quitting? When you feel, like, you feel like throwing up, that's when you throw up both hands and start worshiping the Lord. That's when you start worshiping. So we have the divine nature in us, glory to God. We have that divine nature on the inside of us. And so, listen, patience, let me just give you a, give you a definition of patience. Patience is the capacity to accept or, to, or tolerate. Does, you guys like the word tolerate out here? Okay, I don't think so. To tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. Can I say that again? Patience is the capacity to accept or to tolerate delay, trouble, or su suffering without getting angry or upset. I, 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 I think I got that from, uh, from somebody else, but this one I got this morning. Patience is, is persevering. I like this one better. Patience is persevering through seemingly setbacks. I say seemingly setbacks. Can I say that again? Patience is persevering through seemingly setbacks with a good attitude until we obtain the desired goal. Okay? In other words, sometimes there's a setback, but it may not be always the devil. And, I, and, and it may not, God's not holding it back, but it may be, the, may, may be a process of us having to grow into a place where we can walk in it. In other words, God is allowing some time so we can grow into being able to handle what God has for us. Because I don't want God giving me something that I can't handle. Amen. Amen. In other words, I want to be ready for it. Yes. Now, when you think about patience, you've got to think about who, who you, have, you have to think about. Well, man, I'm getting ahead of myself. You've got to think about all the patriarchs. And, you, and when you think about all these people, I mean, you go with uh, who, who? Noah. And when I think about Noah, how long did it take him to build the ark? A hundred years. One hundred years. And while he was building the, the, the ark <laughs> on dry land, 
And, uh, and he was a, a righteous preacher. I'm sure that ark was big enough to hold more than eight people. Amen. And he kept preaching, the rain's coming. And, he's, uh, and, and this ark is big enough for whoever wants to join us and help us build this ark. But what did they do? They laughed at him and scorned him. This man's building an ark has never even rained. What is rain? What is rain? What are we doing at Sea Life Church? We're building an ark. Well, what are we doing? You, you're, you're, what are you doing when you come to church? There, there's an ark of safety that you're building, not just for yourself, but for your family and generations to come. You, when you come out, see, when you come to church, see, see, there's a lot, there's, see, there's still people that they're attending our church, they're not making it into church. They're not realizing the value of, of, of the church being the pillar of truth. They're, 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 they're misguided in some way, thinking that they can get it somewhere else when this is where they need to be so they can get the tools to build the ark so that when the storms of life comes, which will come, that you will float above and not be sucked down under. And so right now, you don't realize what you're getting, but you're getting so strong in the Lord because the storm is coming. The storm is coming to try to suck you down in the muddy grubs of life and try to suck you where it will take. See, the devil is after your hope. Yes, amen. See, if you have no hope, you've got no faith. So the devil wants to invert hope in your life. In other words, he wants you to think it's just going to get, it's just going to go from bad to worse. The devil wants you to get in a vision of, of, of destitution. He wants, to, he wants to get you a vision that it ain't going to, it's not working. Who told you it's not working? Just look around. Who told you? I, I listened to um, Todd White. I was watching him yesterday, man. That man's on fire for God, man. I'm just trying to catch up with him. Amen. And um, he, he was saying that he prayed for over, you know, talk about patience. This man heard a message. Glory to God, I'm going off my script. This man <laughs> heard a message. And uh, he was actually in church, just got saved. And the pastor had a healing service and prayed for this person that had terminal cancer. And they got a report back that the terminal cancer was healed. And, 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 and Todd said, wow. And he said, Mark 16, 15 says, if you, you can pray, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And, and he came up to his pastor and says, if it works in a church, it could work outside the church. I mean, if God can heal people in the church, what could he do outside the church? And so he started praying for people. And he started praying for an average of 10 people a day. And, and, and hadn't seen a result. Think about that. Somebody, you got a problem with your leg? Not operating in the gifts, just going by faith. And he did this day after day after day. One day turned into a week. One week turned into two weeks. A solid month and had not one positive report of somebody being healed instantly. And then he went to the second month. Nothing. Prayed for him. How do you feel? I still feel rotten. Okay. Well, praise God. Just keep going. And you know, can you imagine praying for people and nothing happening? Now, I, I, I can't wait to talk to him because, because he, that's his testimony. But the Bible does say as they went, they were healed. So he doesn't really know all the prayers, if it did affect them or not. He just didn't see a report at that moment. Ooh, man, that's some revelation there. 
Just because you don't see anything happening doesn't mean it's not happening. Just because you pray a prayer and you're believing and you stand on the word of God and you don't see all the symptoms leave your body doesn't mean the power of God's not working in your body. Oh, you listen to what I'm saying, Jay? In other words, you've got to keep the switch of faith turned on. You've got to still believe that the power of God is working and that you are recovering. So he kept praying and praying and praying. And he prayed for he, he, over a thousand people. And as far as he was concerned, nothing happened. But then he got into a meeting. Of course, he doesn't tell about this stuff all the time because I study this man, you know, because I want to know, man, this guy's doing it. You know, it's, it's something about just hearing the word. You know, we come in here and we hear the word. And oh, yeah, pastor, you really got me fired up. And then you get home. I'm so fired up. Where's that lazy boy? Let's talk about this. Let's talk. About, he talked about, yo, let's go out to eat. He talked about witnessing and doubling your, your, your money at the table. Uh, uh, we can't afford that. And that waitress was a real jerk. Uh, they're not even going to get anything, you know. And we, and we don't realize that we're here. Listen, the circumstances shouldn't control you. You need to control your circumstances. The darkness was never meant to swallow us up. No, the light in us was always meant to swallow the darkness up around us. The light in us is greater than the darkness, the setbacks, the disease, the weakness, whatever sin you might be dealing with. No, the light of God's power is greater than the weakness that you're dealing with, your kids are dealing with, whatever you're dealing with. No, God's word is greater. God is greater. He's greater. Some of you, it's a miracle that you're sitting here today. Because you might have quit just 50, 20 times last week. I ain't going out there to hear that pastor pump me up. That's all he tries to pump me up. And nothing ever happens. Because you're sitting here lazy, boy, not doing anything. Oh, <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. I was thinking about getting one of those massage chairs. So I would never leave the house. I'll just be an intercessor prayer, prayer person. Just pray that everybody else will do it. Listen. I'm not against intercessory prayer, but there's a time to pray, but there's a time to get out there. Amen. So he prayed, but he was in a meeting, and in the meeting he, was, he, he heard, and it was a healing meeting, and, and the minister, uh, and he was thinking about being, um, he, was, uh, he was studying a, a scripture that talks about being um, um, uh, uh, baptized in the fire of the Holy Spirit. Anybody ever heard about being baptized in the fire of the Holy Spirit? And, and, the, and the minister up there said, you've been thinking about being baptized in the, whole, the fire of the Holy Spirit. He said, God's doing that right now. And the Holy Spirit went all over him. And he ah! How would you like to have the Holy Spirit come on you like that? How would you like to have, oh my Lord! And I'm telling you, the fire of God got all over him. He was like, he said, how do you feel? Get it off me. Praise the Lord. Why? Because the power of God, when it hits human flesh, you're going to do a couple things. You may see people fall out because the power of God will knock you down. Are oh, you listening to what I'm saying to you? The power of God will set you free. Some of us need to be set free, not of the devil, of yourself. So now I'm preaching today. 
In other words, you need to start forget about what people think. It doesn't matter what they think. It matters what God thinks. Because people aren't your judge. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So we got we to get a revelation of God's love. Glory to God. Tune in next week for the completion of this message. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 1030 a.m. Nurseries and Children's Church provided. This broadcast is made possible by the Congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.